Well, ladies and gentlemen, grab your glow sticks. It's time for the Restless 200K live stream celebration. Pastor Michael, we uh, have to start, uh, as you might know, we have to start by thanking Pastor Robbie Gallaty, also amateur DJ, as he revealed to his church <laughs> a couple Sundays ago, for these sweet beats that we're getting to start our uh, our first ever Restless live stream with. So we're thankful that uh, he uploaded this track. He named it Sanctify One, and he uploaded it to SoundCloud so that we can use it for our backbeat to start awesome. our first ever live stream. So I am your host, Matt, joined as always by Pastor Michael Bowman. And this is Restless, everybody. Here we are, first live stream. Here we first are. First time. And, and we are certainly living in the most YRR uh, timeline of any of them. Driscoll's back, he's preaching through Song of Solomon again. Everyone's talking about TGC articles online. What else is going the YRR way these days? Uh, the Arminians just rage released a really thick book trying to refute Calvinism. Like, I mean, we're 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 so back, Michael. <laughs> this is our time. This is our really, time. Things have not yet peaked, right? Like things we thought that we were doing a postmortem on new Calvinism, but really. Uh, what we did was we restarted it. Is that, <laughs> that's what it feels like. Yeah. It all came back. It was like, as soon as we were like, let's make a podcast about this. It was like, here's all the content you could ever want. We're all back, baby. Yeah. Mark Driscoll's back on top. Mark Driscoll has a whole podcast about him and it didn't even stop him. Right. <laughs> so here we go. Yep. So we're happy to see that here on the live stream, Charlie Self has entered the chat. But the other thing we really have to give credit to are all the Australians there. So happy Australia Day as that comes up this week. So as you as you know by our title, this this show is actually dedicated to uh, to Australia, Charlie Self, and a bunch of good reform questions we are going to be doing here. Man, dude, this these beats. I mean, if you played this in your service and pulled out <laughs> pulled out glow sticks, I mean, it would be hard not to dance. I I mean, I'll give I'll give. <laughs> I'll give this uh, pastor that, but it's not bad. I am, I am no, I don't know what do you call it. I am no techno DJ, um, so I don't know if I can make the best judgments. But as far as I can tell, it's a lot of fun. I mean, you're no Rob, you're no Robbie Gallaty, right? You have not preached in uh, David Platt's pulpit and published multiple books on on discipleship. But I guess all there is really to say is. If not the regulative principle, why not? Why not just during your sermon bust this out? So um, I think the reformed advice, what do you think about this, Pastor Michael? The reformed advice, if you're a pastor and you want to have a personality, start a podcast, right? Is that the is that the general? That's probably true. But, that does seem, if you want something outside of just your regular day-to-day, -day, um, that's probably a good hobby to go for. Yeah. So everybody, as I probably make a failing attempt here to watch the chat, I, I don't know how that's possibly going to happen for us uh, because we are we are still doing this show, but it's so fun that there are people here with us. And so we do wish you the best. You you I mean, we want you to attempt to derail the show and ask us questions live um, and we'll do our best to 
to engage with them. Um, we're just yeah, honestly, so we do. I mean, a lot of the podcasts we edit, not like a lot. We're not like editing tons of content, but we do edit a little bit here and there. Or maybe you and I would go on a tangent about our personal lives or something that we'll take out. Um, so it's a little bit of a different dynamic when it's like this is everything. It's just straight through. Here we go. Yep. There's uh, there's no stopping it at this point. Let's give a let's give this great. We got to throw up this great comment though from. Uh, one of the people watching is that Michael looks like a true establishment <laughs> Presbyterian, whereas Matt looks like he might be mining crypto in Mongolia. You do, or like you've got you have a live stream, but it's actually live stream doing Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, you that's have right. Like, you know, thirty Dude, subs. Yeah, get on get on my Twitch stream after this. Um, no, this is just the this is just the Presbyterian bunker that Michael keeps me locked inside so that my takes can always be. Uh, TR and not not um, <laughs> influenced by the the broader world and so um, we are yeah we're ready to go this is this is fun um, we're doing it in the afternoon this is what works out but like I said I think we're gonna do this more often um, maybe what we'll do maybe we can plan our next one Michael we can do whatever our um, first Timothy two I do not permit a woman to teach. Um, um, Valentine's, Valentine's Day special. Day special. We can do that one on a live stream. Let's valent on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of kids. What are you going to do? Go on a date? <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's let's get into some of the stuff that we have planned. Um, we're going to go our a little over something like that today. And so we have. Um, I just thought I did not. By the way, I didn't convince Matt to do a 200 minute correct. stream. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to work. Maybe another time. Our, uh, this weekend, I smashed the uh, side view veer off my van. So after, as soon as I leave this, right? So let anyone think that we are, uh, our importance is growing. I am going to go and do a, I'm going to go frustrate myself through a basic car repair the moment we're done <laughs> here. And so, which will be great um, for me and the van having a side mirror again. Um, so Pastor Michael, one of the things that's really interesting is the 12 days of restless uh, we we should almost always do things like that because we get lots of people responding to us, interacting with us based on the things we do. And so yeah, it's really fun. It's really fun too. And I don't know, is it? Do you think it's just because we're getting that daily content out, so there's just a lot more traction? It in probably a sense? is. Yeah, it probably has a lot to do with that. Obviously, we do more topical. We like, you know, we go wide ranging. And so I actually thought I would just quick share the top five most downloaded. Uh, 12 Days of Restless as of today. By the way, everybody, we're excited. We have probably more than, um, we're close to 210,000 uh, downloads by now. So we're so it would feel kind of cheap to just do a 250,000 download celebration. Unless we just do another live stream, that'd be fun. Because it's <laughs> kind of like, that probably is going to happen a little bit sooner than later. Um, right. And so the number one one, maybe this one won't surprise you, Pastor Michael. The number one and number two ones were the episodes on Matt Chandler and Reformed Ecclesiology. No surprises there. Yep. It has Matt Chandler's name in the title. And it's and it's right inevitably. And it's what it's you know, it whatever our podcast is, this is what this is the content most people subscribe to our feed to yep. to get. It's what they care about. Right. Even if there's other things that we care about and we think everybody should care about, there's definitely times when we put out episodes where I'm like, that was some of our best content we've ever done. And then it's like, and half as many people listen to it. Because Shout out they're to here you. for Driscoll. They're here for Chandler. <laughs> Shout out to you, Second Peter series. We love you, and we're gonna finish you. Um, so uh, the the second one again, no surprise here because it was such a riot to do that the he gets us doesn't get him episode. 
which is a killer name, by the way. I yeah, want yeah. to say that was a good name. That was a good name. Um, and so then the next one, this one was the, actually the big surprise, but I think just the title again, it's got that, it's got that, 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 that grabby title, 25 most influential books in church history. That was a surprise coming in at number four. Um, yeah, I would not have picked that one. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect to see that one right at the top, but again, it's kind of a thing that's going to have really broad appeal and it was a great, it was a great, interesting discussion, um, regardless. Um, the next one, probably one that. Um, I was I we enjoyed maybe making the most was twelve minutes of irresponsible hot takes. It was the most fun, hands down. <laughs> yep. Hands down, it was the most fun that I had doing the twelve days. And I mean, it was just good. And when my uh, uh, and when my wife heard me editing it, she's like, "Oh wow, you do stuff like this on your podcast? I gotta get this episode." So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, guys! I have a horrible this. Now that we're on a live stream, it's like, man, can I get Michael to do a spit take? It's, it's a new horrible goal I might have. Um, I'm gonna be careful so that that does not happen. And so, so those are our top five. Uh, the two honorable mentions would be our low energy Driscoll episode and um, our episode on the Aussie pastor, which we will be coming back to for all our Aussie Aussie oi 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 kangaroo koala. <laughs> you know, and wallaby kind of friends. So, but we, but we've also been getting reviews and we always promise that when we do these kinds of celebrations, we'll share some of the reviews of the show. So Michael, I think you have some of those reviews pulled up. Why don't we, uh, we're doing it. So I've got five different reviews that we'll share throughout the course of this live stream. We're going to save a couple of them, mm. but let me just do a couple. Cause we like to share them. We like to, to do it. And there will be a negative review. That we'll share later. So we're not, we don't just share the positive ones. That's right. Uh, maybe it, this isn't like helpful because it might incentivize bad activity, but we will always share in some light the negative reviews. It's just more fun rather than the simply positive reviews. Um, but uh, we do want to shout out some of the people that have reviewed the show. So um, first, these, these are coming from Apple Podcasts, by the way, because I'm not totally certain how to find them in other places. So that if, if there's a way to do it and somebody knows and you want to send those to me, I would gladly share those as well. Yep. But, uh, you know, this one is, uh, this is so good. This is the title. So good. I appreciate the candor and the way these guys show other sides and biblical perspectives on popular evangelical tweets, podcasts, etc. And this actually ties to another one I want to read. This is, uh, you know, Good Kind of Fun is the title of this review. Both of these are five-star reviews. Five-star. Um, and it says, this is uh, this is one of my favorite podcasts. Well, shout out to you. Uh, because it says they mix having fun being a Christian with serious theology. And we've talked about this recently. I do think that that is kind of what we're trying to do in a lot of ways. Right? I mean, we right. want to bring a little bit of of fun into the fundamentalist right 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 i i mean there are pl as we've said there are plenty of great serious reformed theology just straight teaching we and and that is not and god bless him that is right we love, like, i listen to seriously, it seriously god bless him we listen really great um but also we wanted to do something a little bit different maybe because what's natural to us is discussing topics like this and also laughing. That's just that's the that's the nature of our friendship and and when we were together in the pastor study, Michael's very nice looking pastor study. That was the nature of our discussions then, 
and so we're 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 sticking with it. So thank you for everyone who gives us a five star review. If you're watching right now, um, which are a few people, which is fun. Uh, you could go right now and give us a five-star review. You could give us a five-star review and then tell us things you don't like and would like to change. But please, just yep. you know, go ahead and and uh, give the five stars. Well, only give the so. five stars. Only. If you, if you want to give a lower star review, please visit some other reform podcast. That's right. If you were, <laughs> if you really like Avatar, you can go ahead and review someone else's <laughs> podcast uh, on on Avatar. So. Uh, so we've got a. I mean, we are we are packed full of topics today. So let's work through some of the feedback we've gotten on the twelve days of wrestles. Let me give you, uh, as I always say, this is we're kind of going to be doing uh, additional feedback on these things, all kinds of stuff. So we're going to start though first with something of, I guess, kind of a correction. Um, the um, wheat mentioned the SBC being partnered with the. Uh, uh, he gets his campaign. I received a message that uh, after, ironically, after the uh, director of the North American Mission Board apparently researched it more, they pulled out. And here's the statement. Um, I, I Just because we have Southern Baptist listeners, I feel obligated to make sure everyone knows this. Uh, Ezel said, uh, Kevin Ezel, that's the guy's name. However, upon further consideration, the effort is too broad for us to directly connect with the campaign in my desire to help our churches i did less diligence than i should have that's on me and i apologize although nam will not be involved we will pray that the conversations begun by this campaign will lead to gospel-centered conversions and cause many people to seek and learn about christ so pastor michael um so again for someone for those of us in the pca the idea that um, if something is too broad for the entire SBC, maybe the most broad, like, what, what is it even? Yeah, exactly. it is, at this point, it is just oxygen. It's yep. just, I mean, it's just ubiquitous. It's, it's shared by every single person on the planet. What <laughs> is distinctly Christian about it at all? Yeah. <laughs> That's I, the question. You know, I'm out here. I talk to non-believers all the time. I have not met a single person who has mentioned this campaign. Like, you know, I like even like I saw that thing. No, like I actually um, I was watching some sports ball event the other day and I saw my first one on TV, uh, actually. And so I saw the the Jesus was definitely a refugee um, um, coming over the border uh, commercial. And that was that was pretty amazing. Now, let's just say, Pastor Michael, it would be pretty shocking then. Right. If any Presbyterian or reform minister like said, I'm going all in on uh <laughs> on, on, on he gets you us mean, right no no I, like, I don't no i don't you mean, mean like maybe like i don't know doing a sermon series yeah, based yeah. upon yeah he gets us. i don't That'd know be wild it would be can't it, it, i can't imagine yeah. it happening <laughs> it also is um i just i'm glad right for how the the ruling elders in the pca teamed up to be like no we we can't do this because again to be clear, the Southern Baptists were like, upon further review, this was too broad also, for us. Also, I love that it's like, upon further review, like we did do our due diligence, how much money were they going to give to this thing? Because yeah. I think it was a lot uh, yeah, of money. I oh, man. Like, a, I mean, a lot, a lot of money. And it's like, sorry, I didn't read past the first page, you know, but that millions of dollars, 
I just, you know, I just didn't know if I'd have to read more than that to know where to send this money. Yeah. Like that's, you know, there's something when you're dealing with as much money as I assume they were dealing with, maybe it's good to uh, slow down a little bit. Oh, do may- your due diligence from the start. Maybe. Um, now, um, Pastor Michael, the, there is one subject and we and we shouldn't leave it waiting any longer since we have the Australians here on the live stream. Yeah, shout out to all of you, by the way, because there's a ton of you. <laughs> Which is fun. It's, I think it's a majority Australians that we have are a, tuning into this live you stream. Know, I'm at, not positive, but I think that might be the case. That's what I tell my friends. I'm big in Australia. You know, I am. Uh, <laughs> that's. Um, but the the subject that we we got, it was not one of the most downloaded, but the episode we got the most feedback on from the most different people was our episode on the Aussie pastor learning there was no third way. And Pastor Michael, boy, oh boy, have I learned a lot more about that situation from all of these people. And I'll tell you what, I think that I think that the situation is even more interesting and even more convoluted than we uh, than we had we any idea. Yeah, we had no idea going in. Um, so I don't know. How do I do this? Do I just start? Do I just start reporting all the interesting extra information, and we comment on <laughs> yeah. it as it goes? I don't know. Is there a way you can summarize for us some of the stuff that you got? So here's the first thing. Um, here's maybe the the like the biggest thing of why it's way more related to our show than we ever expected. He is kind of the face of the young, restless, and reformed in Australia. Wow. He was. We didn't even know this. No, we didn't. Guess where he we was just in... stumbled stumbled into it by providence. Yep. Guess where he was a church intern and was su- who supposed maybe you know this cuz you were in our chat and who mentored him. So, uh, what I if I remember right, somebody in our chat shared that he was mentored by the one and only Mark Driscoll himself. He was in, in, it now again, that person, our patron who who I will not name because they live in the same state as him. Uh I mean, so this is on authority. The The further confirmation of this is this is an Acts 29 church, and he has preached at Matt Chandler's church, right? So, like, he's very pretty much— Pretty recently, right? Pretty Isn't recently. Oh, yeah. In the last—yeah, and it, and, and it was somewhat—it um, was regular enough that, like, apparently there's at least an understanding, and I don't want to say for sure because I don't know, that there is an understanding that he—they are, like— they're some kind of friends, right? Like the appearances at each other's church were frequent enough. People thought, man, this might be their kind of friends. Yeah, they have some kind of connection together. So so that's the most interesting. Uh, that's the like most like one of the most interesting details that just was so surprising. Um, all the Australians, I will say, we heard from this, the interviewer who they all call Koshi. He is not popular with any, <laughs> any of them. <laughs> I, I get the vibes that this would be like um, any pastor sitting down to do an interview with like Rachel Maddow or Brian Stelter, right? Like, okay, this is the like uh, the the kind of like you you know, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> right. person. This is who there. This is who this guy agreed to do an interview with, and so they okay. all they all were basically on that guy's side. They basically all had like the lowest possible expectations for how he would behave himself, which appears to be what he did, right? Um, Now, here's an interesting thing about Australia. So I'm kind of giving these big context pieces, and then we'll move through, because they didn't all actually agree on their feelings about how he did in this interview um, and and what it was. 
Which uh, makes sense. Of course, it makes sense. Yep. Um, the other big thing to know is, so he is, his church is in the state of Victoria. So he's um, in Melbourne. Um, and I'm not saying that like an Australian, even though I, I know how to. Um, <coughs> it's uh, in there. This Get ready for this. It is, this sentence is illegal in Victoria. Your homosexuality is a sin. It would be illegal for you to say that from a pulpit or to a person individually. Wow. You could say the Bible states homosexuality is a sin. But what you notice, right, the difference is I'm applying it to someone, to some. Yeah, so it can't be direct. It can't be actually applicable. You're just making like a historical fact about Correct. this, you know, religious text. So, so again, the added pressure. And so this is why, and one of the listeners said, so when you hear the interviewer keep pushing him saying, but you say homosexuality is a sin. Your church says homosexuality is a sin. So he's trying, he's. He's literally trying to entrap, right? Yes. He's literally trying to like get you shut down. Yes. Now, yeah. obviously, what everyone, um, what all the kind of Australians agree is he should have been then at least able and ready to say that the Bible is crystal clear and it teaches that homosexuality is a sin, right? Like yeah. that he should have, like, again, the, the like evasiveness we felt and watched is still going on. Because knowing that question was certainly going to come, he should have basically been ready, at least with that. And they said, obviously, and based on your convictions, be potentially, not everyone would have to, right? They weren't demanding he say more, but potentially be willing to say, like, something more and face the consequences. Because he's one of the largest churches in that area. And yeah. lots of the smaller church pastors um, who we heard from said... It would have been. It would have given them so much more backing, right? Like it would have given them cover if the like well-known, fairly well liked guy with lots of connections, yes, is willing to get on national TV and and take a stand for the word. So that that's kind of the. Can you just just the mat? Like we have our Australian. It's just wow. Just that's what I when someone said this would be illegal to say, in Victoria, Australia. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Coming soon to a Western country near you. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any thoughts on these broader contextual things before I tell a little more of the story then? Yeah. It's interesting how the deeper we go into this, having just done it, you know, very peripherally before. Right. right. We watch an interview going in. I didn't know anything about this guy, this, you know, anything about this club. I, you know, I don't know anything about this stuff. Um, but just going in now, like even as you add more details, Basically, it comes to kind of similar to where we were, where there was this like, you feel two different ways. One, I wish you would have stood for the truth more firmly and clearly. And also, I don't want to be on the side of the bad guys <laughs> who are clearly the bad guys trying to attack and trap you. Right. Um, and I feel that exact same way as we've pulled out a little bit further. Um, although, you know, again, I. You know, it just gets, uh, it just keeps getting deeper. So maybe I'll wait till you share more. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, so again, so there is a, uh, there are, um, there is a big, again, there's a big feeling of, of, we'll just say of a, of a, a division on how he did. And then we'll get to the, to the, I didn't realize this guy Mason is in another, has already has a different, 
perhaps even bigger controversy than this going on uh, within YRR circles. And again, I'm not getting into like personal like church things, but like public teachings, right? We're again, the things we focus on on the show here. But so that so the ranges basically say like what we have is the ranges. So our, our friend who we've interviewed, the other Paul, shout out to you. Um, he was basically like this man. This was atrocious. This man did not stand for the word. This man caved, and shame on him. Are you surprised, surprised that that was his take? Usually, the other Paul really holds himself back. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the tweet to put up on the screen where he was like, uh, where he just was like, "Yeah, this guy. Let's get him out of here. Don't be ashamed of Christ." <laughs> you know, like um, usually such a gentle man, the other Paul. I know. So, and we look forward to having you back. So. Um, we had a, a Baptist pastor who was who's been a lifelong uh, fan of uh, Essendon football, which is the team. As again, as we keep getting, uh, uh, as we keep going deeper in, right? So he's on a, again. He's on a national show, and he basically he agrees that like this is uh, was not a good showing, but that he's his his basic overall feeling is like this was truly. Um, like we can't ignore because he's like, you guys don't know how difficult, right? A position it is. And that's obviously what we've been trying to show here in, um, here, here on the show. So this church city on a hill has three, has campuses in three different States. Um, and they are part of the, they are the, like, this is what, these are the churches that people think of when they think of, like, reformed churches. So this is why I say this is, like, the YRR, the face of the YRR um, in Canada. So he's been there since the church's in foundation. Is that- <laughs> oh, I mean, sorry, not Canada. Uh, he's uh, uh, Australia. I was reading someone's comment. And so, right, he's a writer. It's, it's hard to keep straight That's the totalitarian right. states, you yeah. know? Um, and so, basically... Uh, and then he added this information that um, um, that later the football club and this guy they kind of released a joint statement. I don't think the guy got his job back. Where they like apologized and they said, "Yes, faith is part of what we need to tolerate." Right. Um, so now, so everything so far, other than the like multi-campus, uh, you know, YRR stuff, you know. That's we've all been we've all been still and as we should be. I, like I said on one of the little live videos I did during the twelve days of restless, the biggest thing I learned I took away from that is when Michael and I sat down and he said, "Whatever wherever this goes, I'm starting with I'm on this guy's team. I'm not going to be on as now we know Australian Rachel Maddow's team. I'm going to be on this guy's team. I want him to do good. I want it to go well, and I'm not going to root against him. And that's been what we've done so far. So. Perhaps now is the time where we have to complicate our our view oh of that. A, I knew this is coming a little bit. I knew, I knew any time that we go to bat for somebody, <laughs> somebody pulls out something and they're like, "Actually, they're the worst person you've ever met." Like, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know that. It's like it's one of those moments where it's like, well, okay, not reformed, as we often have the lesson learned from the YRR. Like, well, just evangelical again. So the first person pointed me to, again, another another Yankee talking about this, a, a, a Yank name, Al Moeller. He gave commentary on this issue. 
And so we, of course, originally were really on the like club. We were with the club manager who got, you know, who got fired. Al Moeller claims, um, and so so send him your emails, that the club manager didn't even know that his church held any of these stances. And so he just joined, got on the board, and then got into trouble. Uh, and he was mostly bought, brought in to, like, fix business things. Um, and, and that Albert Moeller uh, kind of uh, presented it as, like, wow. Like, when he was first asked about it, it was kind of a, Wow, I didn't realize they held that position, <laughs> which wow. which makes that a lot less uh uh a lot less uh awesome. And he was an elder, correct? Yes. So, so he's he's an elder. So also shout out. I see uh, the other Paul just joined the chat. I don't know if he the other Paul he was here to hear us shouting him out. The other Paul, we shouted you out. We're talking about our. Good friend, uh, the 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 Australian interview right now, and so here is so the other issue that we have um, we we had brought to us is so one this this uh, club uh, manager maybe wasn't making the courageous stand we gave him credit for, but secondly, Guy Mason has had a bit of a bit of a difficulty, and maybe the way we can present this is let me present to you a yay nay or nuance. Of a okay. statement from a from okay. a recent sermon at a re- quote unquote reformed church in in Australia, Acts twenty nine. Here we go, Pastor Michael. Yay, nay, or nuance. Oh, Honoring the image of God means affirming transgenderism. God oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's rough. That's a. I mean, that's a hard nay. But man, what a what a mess. This yep. is th- this shows us for going to bat for anybody, <laughs> Ever. just for having goodwill. We just I just have a good heart, and I want to go to bat for people. So I want to love you. I want to support you, and this is what we get. So I started listening to the sermon that this was from, and it was so bad. I just I just gave <laughs> up, man. It was, and like this is, and again, our Australian friends in the chat, if they want, like this is apparently at least in Victorian Melbourne, like this is what's known as like reform. This is just like. Again, this is just the evangelical move of like trying to like affirm the like whatever goodness there is, you know, like trying to find something the world cares about and trying to find a way. So it was basically like, you know, we need to love our neighbors by caring about transgender rights and these kinds of things. And this was this was a large function of the sermon. Um, Now, um, I don't I'm not going on this just on what I heard in this um sermon nor just what some of our australians um wrote to us we also had a patron send us an unrelated what i thought was unrelated but very related up a church in here in america writing acts 29 about why they have they are leaving the network which again what's a network (laughs) what does that mean What, what does that mean to leave yeah. <laughs> so this guy that left X29 for seemingly good reasons, we'd love to have you on. We'd love to know like what your ecclesiology says about leaving a network or what that means. Um I'm sorry, I almost did a spit take on myself just thinking about that. And do you want to know what one of the stated reasons was? Oh, wow. Guy Mason. 
Wow, really? Yes. You know, I remember seeing this in the chat, and I read like some of this letter from this. It's very but long. Not, I mean, I was kind of skimming it. I did not notice, and I don't even remember if I remembered Guy Mason's name. Right. And so, if it would have said, you know, that big YRR X twenty nine Australian guy, I would have had a better chance of understanding. Right. So let me just read what they wrote here. Uh, by the way, uh, Guy Mason, we totally interview you because it would be a wild and interesting. That man, we're, after this discussion, we'll never get that interview. But how great <laughs> would it be to get the interview with the guy that is like the wire our face there, who apparently knew Driscoll, who apparently is friends with Chandler? Like, how great that would be. Um, Seriously, set it up. But given the fact that we we la- we've openly now laughed at a, a section section of a sermon that is unlikely. So. Um, here is what they wrote. As you already know, in a sermon that has since been heard by tens of thousands of people. Wow, this guy apparently has reach. Guy Mason of City on a Hill in Melbourne, Australia, stated that Christians can and must lean into the rights of those who identify as transgender. And they say, certainly you have seen the sermon. This statement is deeply troubling. When I asked a question regarding this statement and the position of Acts 29, on our internal community, do they have some kind of internal Acts 29 social media? Which again, why can't I be on that? What a what an interesting. I don't want to be there for like these kinds of things. I just want to know like what do they like talking about? Um, I have still received no response. Nothing was ever said or shared by our leadership. A few months later, Mason preached at the village with no mention, explanation, or defense wow. of his previous statement. That was a statement in itself, and I believe many pastors in our network took notice. Wow. So, so Pastor Michael, this is everything. This is, this is. I mean, we could, again, we could go on this. We've been doing this for 15 minutes now. Um, <laughs> where, where does this leave you? What, what thoughts do you have on this whole overall... Uh, let me just put on the screen uh, the other Paul's thoughts, which is the puking emoji <laughs> 25 times. <laughs> um, on brand. Yeah, Very on brand. He says here. Victoria is their California. Um, uh, so he's <laughs> another great one from uh, another great one from the other Paul that it's only a matter of time before whosoever will not affirm the validity of transgender identity, let them, <laughs> slash they, of course, be anathema. <laughs> so it's just. <laughs> That's good oh, stuff. Man. That's good stuff. So yeah, it's just such a mess. That's my thought. Right? Yeah. Like what a so what a mess. Also, here's my second thought, and it should be my first thought actually. I mean, God bless you guys who are um, working within uh, various faithful bodies and churches in Australia. We're connected. I don't even know how. Like one of the blessings, by the way, of having a podcast like this um, and being able to get to the point of the size that it's at is that we've connected with tons of folks down in Australia. Yep. Like shout out to you guys. We've got patrons and others that have reached out to us over time and you know we uh we do pray for you guys and we're really grateful. I'm grateful uh, yeah. to hear of the true gospel ministry that's going on. Yeah. Um down there, especially if, you know, the reformed faith the force of the face of the reformed church is uh this. Yeah. I think that man, the one thing I think is like the other blessing of knowing Australians is if this is the kinds of things going on there, like everyone in America needs to like take a moment and like think about how long it will be before things are more like this here in various states or nationally um, or what would prevent it from happening. Right. 
because I don't think that there's any reason to assume that, you know, that just because they're on a, you know, a continent of, you know, prisoners and criminals that it'll never get to our glorious, <laughs> our glorious continent. He couldn't help it. We I love you guys. It. He couldn't help doing it. <laughs> I understand. You're either a criminal or a kangaroo, right? I, I get the culture. Uh, happy Australia Day, everybody. Um, but the other thing I think is, yeah, I think the other thing is definitely a huge shout out to all the people. Right, the little Presbyterian church that we've heard from, you know, uh, even this Baptist pastor who's a fan of that uh, of that uh, footy club, you know, we, yeah, definitely that these people are maintaining, doing whatever they have to to maintain their integrity. And then, of course, the other lesson is, as always, is was the YRR reformed? Maybe it believes in the doctrines of God, but I don't know that. Other than that, anything classically Protestant, anything classically Reformed is really found there. It's just, as we, as we like, learned as we did this podcast, like, two epi- three episodes in after studying things, we're like, oh, it's just evangelicalism again. It's just evangelicalism again. So, um, we, uh, we need a, a uh, we need a massive here, another massive shout-out is now coming here. So, Pastor Michael, are you ready to... Close the book for now on our good Aussie friends. I mean, not on you guys. No. We're closing the book on Guy Mason. We would never close the book on you, our faithful listeners. Unless he will come on this show. And I'm willing to take almost any, uh, well, I wouldn't say any because he could be like, yeah, we can't talk about Mark Driscoll, Matt Chandler, that sermon, that interview. Then it's like, I don't know what there is. I don't want to talk about your TGC articles, man. Like, I don't know. But what TGC articles I do want to talk about, Pastor Michael, are Charlie Self. So, Charlie Self. So we had a great listener. This After this, maybe you can read a few more of our reviews because this guy uh, told us that he said he wanted to say just thank you for the encouragement and all the joy that he gets from listening to us. Now I'll take the compliment, man, but I do have to say, I'm going to hedge that a little bit with what I'm about to say next. And so he said, Hey, I was just listening to your 12 days of restless on Charlie self. So funny. And it made me curious. So I searched him on FB. It turns out I have one mutual friend with him. Here's a link to his Facebook page. Here's a a page to his staff's, uh, his church page. Pretty big bummer though. Right? Because that was hilarious. Then he went and said, yeah, lol, yeah, yeah, he has a personal site, uh, Charlie Self, drcharlieself.com slash about, wow, he's Assemblies of God, which we which we had mentioned more than a year ago. But, but yep. Um, and so, so the thoughts about him being more uh, similar to a robot, maybe that's kind of the joke. And I said, and what I told the guy, I, and I'll, I'll tell all of our listeners now, is like, wow, there's only one possible thing I can conclude from all of this evidence this guy, uh, you know, uh, presented to me. That Charlie Self has created a bot to try and convince me he's real. <laughs> that's the only That's the only possible... We are all Charlie Self. We're... Charlie Self is ubiquitous on the internet. Charlie Self is the internet. I mean, at this that's... point... <laughs> I, I don't know if... We're not going to get to this probably, but with ChatGBT, I mean, literally the things that are on that if I wrote write a TGC sounding article on if I can fire someone at my workplace like it's that's it's what it's going to spit out here's the deal by the way um this is a good time to shout this out this is not live right now but um we do have one particular special announcement oh. on this live stream oh we do and it's for our patrons wow so anybody who is a patron uh a follower of ours on Patreon 
um, we have two new um, shirt and potentially other things. It might go on other things, but two new designs for shirts that are going to be exclusively for patrons. Mm. Um, one of them is uh, related to this. That's all I'll say. Um, I will actually share. I'll, I, I will get uh, you know a picture of it. But one relates to this. One relates to the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Also, that's all I will share. Uh, but I will share it in our Telegram chat. Um, and we don't currently have them up in a way that you can purchase them because we are not sure how to do that yeah. uh, in the way that we are just keeping it for you. So we're working on that and yeah. we're trying to figure it out. But uh, we do have those coming very shortly as part of the you know, uh, 200K celebration. We thought it'd be fun to make some of these uh, designs for merch that we've been talking about a lot in the Telegram chat and laughing a lot about. Uh, but we, you know, haven't quite done it. So we've got some of that coming. Once I can, I'll have to wear a Charlie Self one for our next, uh, our next, our next one of these. So this would be great. We so, will. We'll get. We'll get one ordered. So I want one too. Pastor it's Michael, cool. do you want to give us a few more reviews? Because man, we have some. We have some. We're gonna have to do some rapid fire, which will be fun. Which maybe means we'll need some. Uh, which might mean we need some pump it up in the background um, <laughs> at the end because we're gonna run out of time with the all kinds of stuff we have um because we have at least two kind of bigger uh subjects and we have a clip we really think people will enjoy us watching and so um and watch with us because that's the fun that's the most fun thing about the chat is you can now watch uh the the driscoll or sermon clips we find with us so um do you want to read any more reviews for us all right, so I will read two more, and we'll uh, close out on the high note of a uh, negative review. Ooh, all <laughs> because right. Because I think it'll be fun to ask you if you think this is legitimate. And we have uh, a chat. First, People can tell us, uh, too. Yeah, yeah, shit. First, first, here's another five-star review. Shout out to all you guys giving us five-star reviews, by the way. That really actually helps. I like We kind of play it up a little bit as like, you know, hey, only give us five-star reviews. But it actually does help any review um, that you're willing mm -hmm. to go and make. It just helps get our stuff in front of people who might not otherwise see it, right? I like to think that, you know, we're making it out of the bubble that we're typically in as far as uh, the way that, you know, different reformed podcasts are kind of pigeonholed. But my guess is that we're mostly in a bubble. And so uh, it's nice when we can kind of get out of that a little bit more because, uh, you know, a lot of what we talk about we think would be good for other folks. But here's one review. It says, edifying show, looking at the young, restless, and reform movement by two guys who went through it and gradually moved to a reformed confessional position. So that's a solid review right there. And then here's this map. So we did get a, a two-star review. Oh, two stars. Hey, two not stars. one star. I love It's not one. I think the we, really interesting which we reviews have had. we have. <laughs> the truly interesting ones have to be though the like I'm I'm not going 5 or 1. I'm not going get this out of here. I'm like I thought about it. <laughs> the value is about <laughs> about at a two star. So Anyways, yes. get, hit so, me with the two uh, stars. Yeah, so it starts off by saying it started out well. Oh. <laughs> um, and uh, so here's here's the, the substance of the review. Okay. And just see if see what you think about this, because I think it's good to talk Our about. Our stream started out well, too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it says, listened for a long time. Wow. But you can tell the added listeners have gone to their collective heads. <laughs> Take a break. Wow. Calm down and reset. You're beginning to speak out of turn, mm. finish your training, then come back. Okay. Matt, what do you think about that review? I, oh boy. So, um, 
I'll say by the way, if 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 it has went to our heads, dude, I, we should just quit because the most mod like I think our live stream tells me we have ten people watching, which is really fun for us. But that means if this modest of, of a level of success has already like ruined us, um, that would mean in like if we ever had like a hundred people watching this, which probably will never happen. I would become Mark Driscoll and like start making everyone <laughs> sign NDAs and like destroying everyone around me. Apparently, right, like we would prove he's actually a far better man. <laughs> yeah, than exactly. We are. That's what this would do. Um, would, somebody would be doing a much smaller rise and fall of I, the restless podcast. I totally don't have any idea um, how much has how much has how much has changed. I I've, I actually I assume. One thing that is probably true about that is I assume things have changed in some degree because when you're talking to 10 people and when you're talking to 500 people, 1,000 people, you do say different things. Um, I will say I don't know if we're speaking out of turn any more than we ever have because the first most enjoyable review we got like this was from our good friend Feral Doc. Feral Doc, you can shout out. <laughs> shout out to Feral Doc. Every, every time we celebrate something, Feral Doc comes joke. up. We laugh, but I'm I'm not even kidding. I love this guy. I really do. And so, I have nothing but love in my heart for him. So there were people that basically loved um and and I, I really I like one of the things that caused us to make some new friends is when we reviewed D.A. Carson and Tim Keller explaining the meaning of 1 Timothy 2, what it means when Paul says, I do not permit a woman to teach. And we went in ready to listen. And the, the I don't know, second half of that is just full laughter because at some point we realized they were never going to say what it meant. And so <laughs> from that moment, we're like, we have been, um, we have been willing, you know, to, uh, to perhaps use a tone that, some some people say it's not good. Some people say it's fine. Um, people are divided on it. Now, it is interesting they've been listening for a long time and now think that. Um, so th- this is my first request to everyone listening today. Dude, if you're like, man, I've been listening for a while. This is so fun. I wonder when I'm going to review it. Today would be a great day to do it so you can't <laughs> dock me those stars. Like yeah, review, please. Please, please. review <laughs> us when you still like us. Um, if, you're your to, if you're going to. If you're going to. Yeah, no, I think so. Here's one of the things that is true. And especially as we have gotten bigger, number one, I think that we have gotten better at just broadcasting or like technique. I really think we probably have. I've listened to some of our older, uh, our older episodes and thought, you know, we weren't like, I think we probably weren't quite as comfortable, Mm. right? So we've gotten more comfortable, even to the point where sometimes I think undoubtedly there are going to be times that we cross the line. I know that that's going to happen because right now it feels like I'm just talking to you. Right. And you and I, like the way that we just talk to each other in private is a lot different than what we're typically going to do for a thousand people. Right. You know? Um, But sometimes that it comes across that way in part because it just, that's what it feels like for us. And that's one of the dangers probably of podcasting. Right. Um, And I also know that we, like we like to play it up, right? Sure. We're literally doing a 200k live stream. <laughs> right. Like, wow, look at us—we did 200k. Um, and that's not like, I, seriously, I don't know if I can, you know, express this. It's not because we, we take great pride in this, right? Because right. if you saw our regular lives, we're literally regular guys. Sure. Like, there's nothing like spectacular right. about like 
our normal lives. I mean, look at right? my we background. Just... Look at my background, everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah, this especially is... look at Matt's background. Dude, I... <laughs> undisclosed location is the only way to you describe can... <laughs> it. That's how. That's probably how I'm going to introduce where, if we ever do this again, that I'm r- broadcasting from an undisclosed, the... <laughs> lo- undisclosed location. Oh, man, from this bomb shelter. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, seriously, like, there's we just live very normalized. We're not like in these big churches where, you know, we're super well-known or popular. If you knew what it was like to be a confessional Presbyterian pastor where I live, it means nothing, right? right? Like, like no, nobody cares, right? I, right? I like to think my congregation is thankful for the ministry, but outside of that, it's like, it is obscurity, right? Yeah. Um, and that's fine. Like, I'm very happy in the position that I'm at. But uh, like when we do this on the podcast in part, like I am, and I think you do it too, right? We, we're we kind of playing roles, right? Like we're playing wow. things up, we're hyping things up. And we do this just the two of us too. We have fun uh, doing this, but there is an element, I would say, of almost like an acting, hmm. right? Like it's just because it's more fun, right? It's more entertaining, I think, when we act this way, as opposed to maybe, hey, we're never going to bring up the fact that we've been able to like take what was just a conversation we had at a pizza place and turn it into a pretty significant podcast in the reform world. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, that's a, a fun thing to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I think that that's probably a lot of what comes across. Well, I'm sorry. So I, I actually understand. I think it's possible. You could come it, We could come across that way, especially when people don't know us right. or like even, you know, I mean, our patrons, they don't know us super well, but like they interact with us regularly. And there's like, times that they're like, hey, actually, let, let us issue corrections. Let us tell you why you're wrong. We'll be in discussions and share something and people will be like, hey, that's, you're not right and here's why, or I want right. to defend that. And, and that's good. You know, we like that. But, and, uh, you yeah. know, it's not like a, hey, you can't do that because right. we are the kind of guys that have a big podcast. Don't know if you notice, we're kind of a big deal. <laughs> the one, uh, the, there are two things I'll add to this and then we'll move on. Um, is this is just the this is just the uh, the indie band dynamic, man. Back when all these people did was play my like my my tiny little venue, and I knew them there. You know, the moment they went on a tour, they it was it was trash, and 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 so that dynamic will always happen. And I don't blame anyone because I've I've had that feeling. But I think the other thing of what if I were to say what gets played up, obviously we have you know we we tell intentional running jokes or whatever. But I think the big thing that you I when I talk to you here and when I talk to you other times is one we obviously like we purposely attempt to like keep um we do like like even with the joke we made at the beginning like if you want to have a personality if you're a pastor you want to have a personality have a podcast right like we, we 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 do separate it very much from our everyday lives um and when you're talking when I talk to Michael this way I can't ever talk to him like he and I have all the shared knowledge and experience we do because that's actually not something that's shared. So like, if we're going to like, let's talk about guy Mason, I have to say, okay, we're now talking about, right? Like I have to say that. Whereas in with us, because of natural dynamics, we don't have it. But again, now I'm getting into the, like the weeds of how boring, like how you broadcast and the, like the live stream viewers are just it's just dropping <laughs> so but let it's me, gone from 10 to 8 so <laughs> from 11 to 8 man, I know. they're just they're so dropping let me, like flies so let me make one statement of like what it would actually mean for us to speak out of turn and so actually this is something we again probably have been criticized on both sides of tim keller is the perfect example 
because he is an elder in the Presbyterian Church of America, right, there are podcasts where you'll just hear him said, this man's a heretic, he's an, he's evil, he's bad for the church. We don't, Michael and I don't feel the freedom to say anything like that, nor would I say I think that, right? Nor would I say that right. he's... Yeah, we don't think that, yeah, but, but, but also, even if we did, right. I don't think we'd feel free because, to say it like that on a podcast. Because that would truly be speaking out of turn. Um, that because there are things we are bound to by the word of God and by the church of like how we can or cannot speak. And so if we violate that, which is of course possible that we will likely we will or have, it's fine, you know, to con to contact us. Right. Like I broadcast with someone who I literally have, who has, I have some accountability, right? We not only have accountability as Christians, but we have accountability and membership of the of the church body and presbytery we're part of. And so, um, and and obviously for me, the scariest thing that ever happens is when this show is brought up to me by someone from the presbytery because I'm like, oh man, that's... Because again, like, it's like, I put this out here and I, I do stand by what we do, right? But like now, whenever it... That's the thing that actually probably would shock people is whenever someone in real life says, hey, I was listening, that's the moment where I'm like, oh man, that's a bummer. Like, I because I never... Because it's like... Again, it's it feels pretty divided to me. So also, it is just weird, right? I mean, it is a weird thing, even just to like do this, right? We're live streaming. Yeah. It sometimes this is something I think Darren Doan once said on his podcast. Uh, who shout out to Darren Doan? He's got another podcast out, which I love. Uh, but he does a lot of stuff just with like marketing, social media stuff. One of the things he's talked about is a lot of people are like, oh, these like people that like you promote something they do on social media a lot. Man, like they must be really full of themselves, and obviously that's true sometimes. But also, like, do you know how humiliating it is to, like, put something out or even to, like, look at yourself on a live stream and be like, right. man, everybody's seeing my mannerisms and they're hearing my voice and it sounds like this and they're hearing me say um and like and and all of these things. Uh, but ultimately, we've thought, at, like, there's great benefit in doing this. It's right. it's literally, like, born fruit, even just in our personal lives, right? right. Like, uh, offline, and it's born fruit. And so it's become valuable to do. Yeah, we love we love the relationships. That's the best part is the people we've met through this. So let's go on in the show. We got to keep moving here because we have two big things, and then we're gonna have to do a little rapid fire. So, um, Pastor Michael, we have a guy, and this guy's offered to be a guest on our show. Always appreciate someone offering to come on the show. He's been he's a friend of the Presby Cast, so this isn't just a random person, right? He's he's uh, he has a blog. He's broadcast before. I believe he's kind of a libertarian minded uh, Presbyterian. Um, and so he was interacting with the, the comments we made about Christian nationalism. And so he said he, like he writes about and talks about the, the Presbyterian view of disestablishment, right? So this is obviously the idea of no kind of established religion. And he says, for example, that that would be preferable. Um, and that as Presbyterians following Hodge, we should, we should hold to that view. Right. And so this idea of an established religion isn't even new in the modern age. Right. This is what the neo-Calvinists were representing in Hodge's life. Um, and so that there is like and he says even the reformed Hodge opposed even this idea of that we're not going to try to uh, form one church or anything like that. We're going to just have a a, a a general establishment of some kind of Protestant or not even Protestant, just Orthodox Nicene Christianity. Um, and he said that basically Hodge opposes that because of the fact that whenever the government would have any kind of role, it's 
there's always coercion involved. And so therefore, because there's always necessarily some kind of violent coercion involved, you know, even like these kinds of forms of, you know, these kinds of things would be um, negative. Now, I, I'm going to let you respond to that, but then I'm, I'm going to, I don't know if one of the things we were saying wasn't heard by him and others. And so I think I should clarify it a little bit. Um, but yeah, what do you think about this? I, again, if we want to talk more about this, he said, I'll come on and we can talk about this at length. He really appreciated what we did with the deacon of God putting together the confessional things, right? So again, this is a like this isn't a this isn't an attack, right? This is a very friendly engagement on on the subject, and so. Um, but what do you what do you think about this idea, Hodge? Again, we're doing such a cursory overview, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's what okay. I'm going to say. I, Great. So this is actually something I was thinking about uh, earlier uh, this week. So I actually had a guy reach out to me um, that listens to the podcast and to my personal podcast and was just, you know, uh, just encouraging about some of the work we do. And one of the things he asked me is, you know, like, because I always put out there, especially on my uh, personal podcast that I do, Theological Grazing, I just say, hey, if you want to talk more, if you have, you know, any uh, questions or thoughts about this, just email me. Um, and I give my email. And so this guy did. He took me up on it, which is great. And that happens cool. pretty regularly. And it's it's uh, really fun for me because I get to go deeper in certain ways hmm. um, than otherwise. You get to actually interact with a person. Um, as opposed to when we're just putting these out and it's like, I know people are listening, but it just feels disembodied stuff. Mm. Uh, but anyway, one of the things he asked me was about resources potentially on like, you know, church state type issues um, and, you know, ideas of Christian government and all of that. And one of the things I told him was, I really don't feel like I am the right person to mm. like give a lot of recommendations on this. Not because I've never like thought about these things. I do, right? I'm like, I do read about these things. I do study them some, but very, I mean, it's cursory, honestly, mm -hmm. in part because I just don't have time. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I'm interested, but I just don't have a lot of time for it. Yeah. Um, and so I've, you know, I've, I've benefited from the work of a lot of, uh, a lot of other guys. Shout out to Andrew Smith. Um, I saw him in the chat earlier and, uh, and Caleb Castro over at uh, Once for All Delivered mm -hmm. podcast. Um, check that out if you haven't, but they're doing some great work um, with some of this stuff, I think. And I've been really benefited from their podcast. And yep. And so I, I listen to these things, but I don't totally know what to think. I've got ideas, I've got sure. thoughts, but you know, I, I generally am, uh, I have within me two wolves. <laughs> One of them, is pretty strong libertarian. Like I don't want, I want to just like farm and pastor and be left alone. Right. Like I've got that like German farmer moving to Wisconsin or Iowa vibe that like, I just, I don't care. Leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've got that going up, but then I also just like, I, I tend to lean more so toward thinking there should be some kind of established religion. I don't like the idea of an established religion that is is uh, maybe really narrow, right? I don't know that I'd be, I mean, I kind of like the idea of a, you know, uh, an established Presbyterianism, but only as like a fun ideal to talk about, not as like a real thing when I think about reality. Uh, but having some kind of, you know, established religion as a country, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it's possible at this point for us. I think it might be, like right though, mm. I think it might be necessary even to maintain a national unity. Yeah. And that might be hard because sometimes if there are multiple, you know, kind of vying for establishment status, that 
that obviously creates significant problems and tensions. Um, so I know there are problems, but I, I definitely lean in that direction. All but right. I say that again and saying, I don't know. I really don't. All right. So that, I think, makes me say we're probably going to book this guy's interview. Hodge is a hero, so I'd love to hear this guy who's read a lot about a Hodge. Now, let me make the point that I think we were making specifically um, – our specific point in the things, the two very, the things we did over the 12 days of Restless regarding Christian nationalism, were obviously not like what we did with Stephen Wolf, where he came on, he explained his view to us for graciously for about an hour. Um, it's and, and so, you know, that obviously wasn't it. The point we were making in the, 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 um, the, and so I think it would be actually great for us to have someone present a hard, like a very hard other view. I think that'd be great um, and do it from historical reform sources. Love it. So we'll book that. That's coming up. Um, what my point was when we were talking about the president of the SBC or these kinds of things is my my feeling is that where we're going is any statement of Christian truth, any statement of we well, we are going to oppose the murder of children. We are going to um, protect the natural family and promote the natural family through law is going to be called Christian nationalism today. That was That's the point we've been making. That So before we're so quick to be like jumping on the bandwagon of everyone around us, of the world, saying that, those, you're right, those are the bad guys, those are the people, right, that's Trump, that... Right. They think that's us. They, they think, think that's, that's us. You and me. Right. And, and so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to read something Charles Hodge wrote in his systematic theology on the fourth commandment. You can find this on page 343 if you are if you own this or it's in your massive church library as Pastor Mike, you know, as people have commented here on yours. It's right over <laughs> so so let me read just let me read this. And Pastor Michael, you tell me if this probably gets called or not, what this sounds like to you. If Christianity requires that one day in seven should be a day of rest from all worldly uh, vocations, the government of a Christian people cannot require any class of the community or its own officers to labor on that day, except in the cases of necessity or mercy. Should it, on, on the ground, that it had nothing to do with religion, disregard that day and direct that its custom houses, courts of law, and legislative halls should be open on the Lord's day and public business should trans be transacted as any other days, it would be an act of tyranny and would justify rebellion. It would be tantamount to enacting that no Christian should hold office in their government in any way or have any share in making or administering the laws of the country. The nation would be in a complete subjection to an imported group of atheists and infidels. Do you think Charles Hodge and what he just said gets called a Christian nationalist today? Probably, I can't tell. Is he arguing for that, or is he? He's saying, saying that if that... if if you're the that the government of a Christian people, if it would require any sure any ooh my my watch just talked to me. That's never good. Charlie Self is listening. Um, <laughs> Look any, out! If the government the screen starts to fuzz, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's just code. No, yeah. no, <laughs> we're lost. That basically, if any group of its officers or any class of people is required to work that day out of except for in the cases of necessity and mercy, um, if they're just going to disregard that day and say everything should be transacted the same way regardless, that that on a Christian people would be an act of tyranny. 
because you are forbidding Christians from then being able to hold public office or take certain roles because they would therefore have to break the Sabbath to do it. And he's saying that that would be worth um, an act of rebellion by said people. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously that would be called Christian nationalism of some kind today um, because it's taking seriously the biblical commands and how that applies to the Christian life and then applying that to how they might be able to interact or not with right. the civil realm. Um, yeah, no, that's that makes more sense now that you explained it. I, I couldn't quite follow it, I think. But, yep, sorry. Uh, but yeah, the idea, so in with a majority Christian populace, if they're taking seriously uh, the Lord's Day as a Christian Sabbath, um, they, in essence, would be shut out of public office right um if certain roles certain vocations itself was not willing to accommodate that right yeah and i think i right i just think that like that calling that tyranny is not is again is something that would immediately get him labeled that way right that this right like that we're living in a world where where this i there what i think what michael partially is getting at when he talks about the two wolves is that like you do there does require some kind of consensus <laughs> on ultimate things right yeah um and that and that that's that's the question so i look forward to to booking that interview but pastor michael we have to move on cuz we are already over time and we're going to have to <laughs> and there's a and there's a clip there's a video clip i want us to watch so as people have known we have gotten the joy of um we've gotten the joy of i'm going to try and share our screen and and have something not go go wrong it's going to be interesting to see if i succeed um here on the live stream guys the kind of thing you don't normally have to so there we go so pastor michael with our recent avatar panning that we did we realized that driscoll is once again he is he is playing vintage clips of himself right he's he's going back he's using them and it's like the the way was cleared it's like hey Everybody was reminded of this stuff anyway. It's not going away. We might as well start using it. And and so look at this young, fresh-faced man that we're hey, about no. to listen to here. So we had a listener say, yeah, these are coming out semi-regularly. So this one came wow. out a, a week and a half ago. And so I just thought we We would... really don't, but I mean, at least I don't. I think that technically our restless like Instagram account and stuff follows Mark Driscoll. But I don't ever check right. his stuff. I've never, I never see it. So uh, we really do get all this stuff from people that listen to us. So I am hoping this will give us some classic Driscoll uh, fire because this video is titled Jesus was watched a... it? I haven't watched it. No. Okay. Jesus was a sinless man, and he knew there were appropriate times to get ticked off. Enjoy this throwback clip from the vintage Mark series. Vintage Mark series. Oh, it's gross. But <laughs> it anyway. Go oh ahead. man, dude, what vintage is this? Is this Mark clip? I'm. <laughs> I'm. Uh... Example A of what it looks like for uh, ministry to (laughs) go to your head. Yeah. All right. So uh, you'll have to tell me if you can hear it, and we'll assume everyone can hear it if you can. Things are worth being angry. You got it? I got it. Oh, man. And he's he's already fired up. About some things are worth fighting for. Some things are just wrong. Did Jesus ever get angry? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, he did. He goes to the city of Jerusalem. He goes to the temple and he sees that the worship of God has been turned into a commercial business to rip people off and take advantage of them. (laughs) And he he never sins. Jesus is sinless God. We believe that. 
but he, he, he flips. Dude. He's overthrowing. By the way, I don't know how you become a worse public speaker over time, but based on all the sermon clips we watch, he has become a worse public speaker. He has. No, he's speaker. become worse uh, because it's all canned now. It's yeah. uh, Scott Steele, Mark. But, Tables. He's oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, you might not want to be putting out clips about the people who turn the ministry into a commercial business. <laughs> <laughs> what makes that Jesus so angry? <laughs> What's the one thing Jesus got angry about sinlessly? People turning this into a business. <laughs> I bet those tax, those guys in the temple, they published a book and they had the temple use the ties to buy all the books so it would be a bestseller. Monsters. Monsters. Oh, boy. Sorry. Fucking merchandise. It would be as if God, Jesus, came to earth, walked into a Christian bookstore. Next thing you know, there's Thomas Kincaid paintings flying out the door. One only just a quick uh just quick note. Only time I went to uh a Mars Hill campus, of course, they had a very large uh books bookstore selling selling things, so he's just jumping up and down on Michael W. Smith and Cademan's call CDs and the whole self help section goes up in flames and he's punching holes in all the stupid posters with verses out of context, telling people to be happy. Some things are worth being angry about. Some things are worth fighting for. Some things are just wrong. Oh. And I know we live in a world where they tell you, no, 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 it's all opinion and perspective. Look, I'll tell you this. If there's no God and there's no truth, then there is no right and there is no wrong. Oops. And if there is no right and there is no wrong, then we lose our right to be angry at sin, evil, injustice, and tyranny. And that's a tragic loss. The Word of God doesn't just tell us what happened. Oh, man, it look tells at this. us what always happens. <laughs> unfiltered. Again. <laughs> Some things oh, man, that said it, unfiltered since 1996. <laughs> Come, please, I need that. I need that. Oh, I just need that still. Oh, give me that still. Vintage Mark, unfiltered. It tells us what always Since 1996. Wow. wow. It is brutal. It is how commercialized it gets right at the end, right? Like how not aware you must be or very aware and just cynical, right? Like you, you just don't uh, care anymore that you just have no shame about it anymore. <laughs> Here's a, but here uh, to talk about the problem of commercialism yes. and then to brand it as vintage Mark, like, look at us. And, and, and this YouTube commenter geniusly said he must be monetizing that channel. So he's got to get clips that will actually get people to watch. Basically. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, Pastor Michael. So I think that brings us to where we need to start doing some of these things on, on, on speed. We have to get, well, not on yeah. speed. I'm not on speed. On I did. <laughs> I did finish my, uh, my it's really got into our heads. And yeah. So, uh... <laughs> Um, but I think the way to do it is um, we will not put Pump It Up in our background, but I think we should, once again, put that excellent techno track, Sanctify One, behind us. Thank you. You know, I wish you were set up in your bunker to have you know lights flashing or know. something behind you i know robbie robbie gallaty we just we we want to we want to we want to bust it in and so we actually have one comment here in the comments so i guess commenters live if you want to get something brought in late here this is your chance because we are gonna quick give you hot takes on things we find here and so uh all right here we go so someone asked when we were talking about government, uh, Chris Ragsdale, who is uh, interacts with us regularly, love it. He says, so does general equity theonomy, by the way, boo, we're boo on that because those are not the same. But 
does the movement of general equity theonomy make more sense or or seem more acceptable than some form of monarchy. So what do you think, Pastor Michael? There's your first hot take we're looking for. Oh, does it make, so is it better than monarchy? Yeah, yeah, so it's like, cause that's obviously becoming popular with people. So is that like, we should like that more than just like a straight kind of monarchy? That is an interesting question. And I would say I'm undecided. Mm. That's what I would say. Yep. I don't, like a lot of the guys pushing for what they call general equity theonomy. I like a lot of what they're saying. I like a lot of their thoughts on, you know, um, where things should go or, you know, the way we should apply certain laws. Um, you know, I obviously we've talked about our disagreements in some light, but um, but also I don't I don't know that you can make a case from Scripture that 100 percent monarchy is wrong. Mm, I don't think. And so can. I don't I just don't know at this point, I guess. I think you certainly can't make that case that a monarchy is 100 percent right. Just flat run, because obviously it was instituted Correct. by God himself at one point. And there is a and and Paul doesn't. Paul does not in his teaching on the civil magistrate say and and God forbid a monarchy. Um right. again, working out things that actually make sense about the human condition and right these kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, maybe it's not best. Yep. Yep. All right, so here's the next one. We're again, like I said, we just have to do these rapid fire. So this one I love. This was a question we got. Person said, "What are your thoughts on the National Center for Family Integrated Churches and the issue of no Sunday school and youth ministries?" By the way, um they had a they had a great uh, they have a documentary I don't know what it's I don't remember what it's called but it was the first documentary I watched and I was like oh wow I guess we should keep kids in church so what do you think Pastor Michael specifically about their hard no Sunday school no youth groups kind of uh, the kind of stand that they take yeah I also watched that uh, documentary you know what it's when called? it came out um, so generally speaking I think that churches are too age segregated right most churches do run a basically industrialized model where everything is age segregated. That is a problem. Kids should be with you in the church service. Everybody should be a part of it. Um, the problem often with the National Center for Family Integrated Churches and a lot of the stuff that's come from them is that what they actually do is they have a kind of patriarchy that says the father is basically, I, this is my words, they would obviously not say this, but the father becomes like a god. Um, he becomes basically a, a kind of ruler that has no accountability with others. And so it actually leads, it seems like it's led to a lot of abuse over time. The general idea that we shouldn't be so age segregated in the church, absolutely that's good. Does that mean Sunday schools can't be age segregated? Does that mean no youth ministries? No, that's that's not a, a legitimate uh a legitimate jump, right? Like that's that's too far. Um, but it they they bring up some good points for sure. That's right. So I think that the uh, yeah I, I I pretty much agree. I think that you know they recommend churches, and I do know that there have been churches that are basically like uh, home groups, kind of led by fathers, yes. right? And so I do think yes. that they're making a a generally valid point because of how segregate right like again that you can go to a mega church and it will have a sign that says no one under the age of 12 permitted right like like that they are they literally are like violating the lord's commandment to let the children come and so yep. when these guys come on it's like yeah of course these guys are making a, a brilliant point um however i don't think one the idea that the the father of the family should feed uh give the family uh the lord's supper unbiblical because a father is not a officer in the church. The family and the church are different. Two, uh, come on now. We can't, we can't just like, you can't ever instruct people this way, right? Um, there, Paul instructs 
wives and husbands specifically. He instructs children specifically. And so it's okay yep. for us to do so. Um, and in fact, we should want there to be at least sometimes where we have Christian young people together because that's how they date and have Christian <laughs> Christian families. Yep. All right. Pastor Michael, I'm going to put a question on the screen. This one is going to verge on the kind of thing we often don't do. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, oh, yeah, we should. We need to do it because they put it in the chat. I want a hot take on whether there is a way within the PCA to deal with TEs like Scott Saul's doing a sermon series on He Gets Us. The answer is uh, yes. If you're in his church, there is the Matthew 18 process of approaching him, of of you know of talking to him there are church courts um as well for this and i again those are two pretty broad answers this is we are the the pca is uh is connectional is connected but obviously we just like all of american presbyterianism before us we are always wondering of the like we are feeling the battle of we must affirm christians who have a valid profession of faith as in the church and how how does that affect how we want to enforce our confession and our convictions right welcome to the experiment and challenge of american presbyterianism that's my answer pastor michael i'll let you answer and then i will pull up a few uh i guess we got a couple of tweets to to go on um to yeah no i thought you did a good job i i think that that's true i think that's a good way to put it um it's there is there it is hard to draw the lines, right? Like what, where are we going to draw the line? But there are ways, um, and there are ways that, you know, men are taken advantage of uh, as well. And taking advantage of maybe sounds like a negative context. I mean, there are means that are being used uh, within the PCA all the time that a lot of times people outside of the PCA, or maybe if you're not involved in the courts, you just don't see it as much. Um, but there are ways that men are going about seeking to, uh, you know, either care out discipline or just exhorting and, and trying to, um, you know, help one another just on that, you know, personal level uh, when it comes to some of these issues that are coming up. And that's right. Um, okay, so uh, someone asked if this will be on a podcast. Yes, it will be on a podcast later. Um, I'm going to give one take. Would it be considered plagiarism if the president of a large denomination was using cat, chat GBT as uh, their sermon? Uh, I don't know, probably not anymore. Uh, it would be less plagiaristically than if they were caught using docents sermons so I'll, I'll leave it there pastor michael we have three tweets some people asked us to respond to you get one minute a piece here we go here's your first one it is why do you guys like tim keller so much speaking of us and the pca in general I, I don't even know what that means because we've obviously been pretty critical of Keller. Most people don't like us because they think we're too critical of Keller. <laughs> so, but um, I, I like Tim Keller because I think he's actually a really thoughtful and interesting guy and he's uh, done a lot of good for the church. I also think that some of the stuff he's done and taught has had really bad consequences and uh, that is something that uh, everybody should be aware of. All right, next up, here's our next one for you. Pastor Michael, quick one for you. How do you square predestinarianism with the problem of evil? Easy. I'm going to go with Boethius on this one and say, because evil doesn't exist. Oh, <laughs> oh he's taking everyone. I, let, I, let the L's come in the chat if you are not... Uh, <laughs> If you're not uh, that I, that like Neoplatonist, I, I would gladly nuance that someday when we're not doing minute. Uh, All right, minute events. All right, well there you go. Next up, here we go. Last one. 
on our way out for the day. All right, here it goes. This is a great question, by the way. What's the difference between a Presbyterian and a Christian? Pastor Michael, love the question, um, by the way. Well, while all true Christians are Presbyterian, <laughs> it's <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. So, uh, you know, uh, being a Christian uh, just simply states that you are in Christ, right? That you, you uh, by faith, have been united to the Son of God. Um, but when we talk about Presbyterian, we're talking about a specific subset of Christians, usually specific denomination, uh, particularly designating those who follow a Presbyterian form of government. That's right. So, uh, yeah, basically, we, we would unfortunately like it's so funny to think about because the overlap of christian and presbyterian is so like is so nebulous i would say yeah we're we're a subset of 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 the visible church we of the true mm -hmm. holy catholic church on earth however there are certain kinds of presbyterian churches in my town that i would not say do meet and the qualifications that. That yeah, don't meet right. the qualifications it's... of being part of the universal holy apostolic church and so um but basically, we believe, as our reading of the scripture and what the church has instructed us, that this is the consistent application of scripture and teaching. And so um, we are not the only kind of Christians. Um, but as a, as a funny Baptist keeps saying in his YouTube videos, we are the ones with superior theology. So we hope this has been as fun for everyone. Thanks for everyone in the chat, especially you guys have made uh, doing this uh, a special kind of fun. This was. This was really fun. And shout out to all of you guys, right? Everybody who will listen to this later, everybody who uh, right. gets to watch it later or see it. Um, we really are. We're we're grateful. Even if it has gone to our heads a little bit, we really are grateful for all of you that listen and, and interact with us and help to sharpen us and sharpen what we're doing here. Right. And hopefully it is of tremendous benefit because I'm for ready. you. Pastor Michael, thanks for spending the afternoon with me this Monday. It's this uh, has been fun. It's I've been really fun. enjoyed it. We've been, uh, it's been great. And so we will catch you all next time. That's enough. Hey, thanks, everybody. I'm going to cut this out, obviously, but uh, I just want to say thanks, especially to everyone who is in our in our uh, in our YouTube chat. And so that was really fun to get to put your guys's comments up on the screen. And so we're thankful for you all.